Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair's senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair's senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. So this week's episode is a Megan Palooza so we just want everyone to get in the right headspace for that. I know it's a real departure from our usual, but this might be even more Megan than ever before. She had the week last last week. She got baptized. She was trained in how to handle a terrorist kidnapping. And she also made her first public outing with Queen Elizabeth. So Josh, how does she possibly top that? It's amazing because I was aware, you know, of each of those things happening. But when you just put it in a list like that, it is kind of insane. In one week, a baptism, terrorist training, and an outing with the queen. Who could ever, you know, who's ever had a week like that? It puts everything right. I have to deal with in perspective, huh? Princess Diaries has nothing on Megan. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. And also, we got some great intel from a fan about the dynamic of Meghan and Harry's relationship. I'm really happy. I'm really excited to get into that. So when when you guys are listening to this, this will have happened, I guess, a few days ago. But on Monday, was, as we're recording it, it's hot off the presses. Um, Meghan, this is, I guess, basically her most intense or prominent appearance she's had to make so far since getting engaged to Harry. Um, she... It was kind of a crazy kind of... It's all the kind of top royals go to this. So you have Charles, you have Camilla, you have William and Kate, the Queen comes, and then uh, obviously Meghan this year for the first time. She wore a white fascinator and coat um, and then a black dress underneath, both of them designed by a woman named Amanda Wakely. Um I would like to take this moment to loosely pitch a reality TV show. When you said top royals, it got me thinking there should be a top model model type show called Top Royal, where they judge like which royal dressed best Best. to these official outings. Well, Megan definitely is dressing the part, I would say. Oh, we'll get into this. Um, But I I definitely she's going almost full Kate. I felt with this with this look. It was shocking to me. She does not have any of the bohemian flair she usually does. There's no like crazy cut. There's no over the shoulder purse, no ripped jeans. Yeah, like where is the, you know, unusual kind of like colorful jewelry or, you know, menswear inspired uh brooch or whatever. I don't know. She always she always seems to find some quirky thing and I would agree this time there was none of that. This looks like she grabbed something from Megan's closet. I'm just curious who reined her in. Josh, do you think she got some kind of like sternly worded memo from the Queen's people? I did wonder if she was told, you know, this time you've really got to keep it in the pure, safe lane. This hat, though, <laughs> I was, I'm looking at more pictures of it now. I know it's like the traditional fascinator, but the way she's wearing it, it almost looks more like a Parisian beret. Do you know what I mean? It's very beret-like. I feel like she's kind of giving it her own little Megany twist. I feel like that's where she's letting the personality shine through a little. I do not think it's supposed to sit on your head sort of at that like angle, the way she has it. That jaunty angle. (laughs) Also, I wonder if she worked out with Kate. Kate is wearing almost a top hat. It's a very weird look for Kate in terms of a hat. It's almost like a Camilla hat. (laughs) Yes. 
it's not her usual. And I wonder if somehow that was coordinated. Kate's also wearing all blue. I feel like the fact that Megan's wearing white, Kate's wearing blue, they must have worked that out in advance. And I wonder how that gets decided. It looks like they're wearing the same heels, I might add. Maybe there was like a buy one, get one special. Or what if like Kate, Megan last minute switched and Kate's you know about to... I don't know. Furious. Also, Josh, did you look at this picture I attached? Oh, God. Doesn't it look almost photoshopped? It, it's a photo of, of Megan and Harry following Kate and William into the church for this service. And everybody is like, looks delighted, smiling, and, but it looks like it's photoshopped. It does look like it's photoshopped. We'll have to put, we'll post this. Oh, wow, you're right. They're wearing the exact same shoes, are they? They look exactly the same. I am always kind of I guess not surprised but I just continue to be impressed with Megan's sort of um, adaptability to this like she just is like the way she was like looking at the photographers when she came in like it just she's very much we're gonna get to that like if there's one like why were you surprised that she was looking at the photographers if there's one certainty about Meghan markle it's that she will always find the photographer and look to them oh also i was confused about this detail the drummers from ghana who were playing like why was that part of this whole thing um and we should note that when they got inside, oh, I love that Julie, by the way, wrote, there was no way Kate actually smiled while with Megan and someone in the palace had to think fast in relationships to why the photo looks photoshopped. So they all get inside this thing. And I guess Liam Payne performed, which... Which is a whole thing in itself. How like, is... You have that? Megan, Kate, the queen all in one place and that's who's performing for them that is a travesty like someone whoever's booking for the palace events <laughs> needs to be replaced like that is not working for me yeah the, the, i feel like the liam Payne feels like a last minute perform the last minute sub in for someone right exactly it was like they forgot about this event like us until saturday and they were like who's available i would have thought you'd get like adele for this or ed sheeran or I don't know, someone with some sort of stately, Sam Smith. Josh, I'm like 82. Can you remind me who Liam Payne is? So Liam Payne was in One Direction, and he is probably like 24. His main, after leaving One Direction, his first single was a song called Strip That Down, which is this highly sexualized, like, pop single. Someone pointed out recently, he kind of seems like the, did you know that Andy Samberg parody movie, Pop Star? about like making fun of like a Justin Bieber type like Liam Payne's solo career kind of has that vibe to it that they're just kind of putting things in front of him and he's doing them so I mean in every song he sings he seems to be half shirtless so I'm just imagining him doing this like raunchy um I mean I'm sure he didn't actually sing strip that down at this event but well no no we'll get into that each additional sentence of this whole account of the ceremony gets more tragic so He's also married to Cheryl Cole. Or wait, are they married? They have a kid together named Bear. So there's like a lot about <laughs> Julie's wincing right now in a way that I've never seen before. So many unexpected directions yeah. in this answer. Liam's had quite the life at a young uh, at a young age and now has performed for Meghan Markle, the most exciting thing that's happened for him yet. And just to set the stage, if you've seen any photos of this performance, he is sitting alongside two, I guess, band members 
they're all performing on a stool. Each have a stool with a mic. And Liam looks like he has a Steve Jobs attire. They're all wearing black. It looks like they're performing at some sort of like... Funeral poetry, Right, uh -oh. poetry slam. But because of like all the ornate flowers around them, it looks like they're at a funeral. Like someone hired Liam Payne to perform. Oh, God. And also it's so... The, the photos that they have of everyone during the performance, everyone looks so sullen. It's so bleak. Kate looks like she's just seen a ghost or something. Harry is side-eyeing like you wouldn't believe. It also bears mentioning that Harry and Meghan aren't seated in that first right. row. I, you, you took that right out of you took that. You know Meghan is like sending a stern email after this event. It's very interesting. You have the Queen, Charles, Camilla, William, Kate, some dude, and then someone else. And then Harry and Meghan are in this row with randos behind them. Right. What do you think that's about? I don't know, but you know Meghan is not pleased. I love, though, that... I actually watched the Daily Mail's grainy video of, like, their reaction as Liam Payne was performing. <laughs> And all the audience members, just as you said, looked like they had seen a ghost. They were horrified, if anything. No one had any sort of enthusiasm for the music being performed in front of them, which, side note, I can explain the reason why there's no enthusiasm, because Liam Payne was performing a John Mayer cover. Wait, he was? He wasn't even singing his own song? No. Oh, my God. Wait, this is, this is amazing. From, this is from the Daily Mail, but it says... The couple could be seen, the Harry and Meghan could be seen exchanging glances following Liam's performance where Prince Harry raised his eyebrows at his bride-to-be as she giggled into her chest. Did you see that in the grainy video? Yes, and let me explain. Okay, Liam and his bandmates were performing John Mayer's Waiting on the World to Change, which we would have, like, disintegrated into the floor beneath us if we had been in the audience right then. And everybody else had that feeling, like, what is happening right now? What am I witnessing? Just, like, horror, abject horror, like, didn't know how to react. Megan who I am very cynical about, I don't know this comes as a surprise, actually did a very sweet thing. Everybody is like stone-faced, ashen-faced during this performance, but she was kind of like bopping her head along, like trying to give him support from the audience. Like this horrific performance, she was giving some sense of rhythm. Mm. Once, once it ended then, Harry turned to Megan, gave her a look, like raised his eyebrows, like what the hell was that? And then she giggled. Was it like a very furtive hidden giggle or was it very obvious? It was like she burst out giggling and then tried to like put her head down into her chest to hide it. I'm kind of surprised. I guess Kate is such so almost robotic about these things. She's been to so many of them, but I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often. I mean, God knows I'm not good at keeping it together in anything formal, but I feel like I would constantly be feeling the urge to smile or laugh. When you have that many like eyes on you, I just feel like it um must be hard to do. So I kind of, I love that Megan couldn't really completely keep it together. What do you think the Queen's review of this unplugged version of John like and also they couldn't even get John Mayer there? Like Right, that's the thing. I love that it's Liam Payne and then he didn't even sing a Liam Payne song. I don't know. I feel like the queen had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I mean, maybe. But the the Daily Mail is all over the place. I love that in 
I actually came out of this post feeling sympathy for Liam Payne, who I didn't even know who he was, because mm. the, the headline of the article is Prince raises his eyebrows to a giggling Megan after Liam Payne's heartfelt rendition of oh. John Mayer's Waiting on the World to Change. And then the Daily Mail says after the performance, he turned to his band and fist bumped them <laughs> following the successful cover. So I guess he was pleased. You can't fist bump in the presence of the queen. That's just not okay. Oh, this is interesting. Julie found this in the write up. The future royal bride to be was caught on camera singing to the national anthem, God Save the Queen. She's a well prepared actress, I would give her that, during the Commonwealth Day church service. And she gave a flawless performance as she sang along with the congregation. People on Twitter were acting so impressed that she knew the words to the first verse of the song. I don't know. Like, of course she came prepared. Yeah. She's nothing if not prepared. I sort of feel like she has a binder for each event, you know? I bet she, I feel like she goes into this highly, uh, she strategizes she knows exactly what she's getting into she does not seem like the type who likes to be surprised no not at all josh if this was top this was the current episode of top royal who would you crown who was dressed the best honestly the queen's outfit's pretty good did you get a good look at it she's bringing that burgundy yeah she's kind of going for a bit of a risque color (laughs) that kind of rich burgundy look with a kind of cool hat sort of adorned with those flowers on it right I like it. I would say Megan is really going 11 out of 10, which is, to me, she needs to dial it a little back. Right, Um, she's really dressing the part. Kate looks so over it. I mean, granted, she's, what, eight months pregnant now? I always feel so bad for Kate at all these things recently where you can just see she's, why would she be excited about doing any of this stuff? But, you know, I mean, I like her. Kate's hat's very, to me, like Williamsburg hipster. Or, you know, when you see, like, Blake Lively walking around Soho when she doesn't want to be photographed, I feel like she'll often wear a hat like that. I'm kind of getting lampshade vibes from it. That's the other take on it, I think. The uh, less uh, generous view, maybe. I would say this performance... Oh, and Camilla's hat, actually, that was similar to Kate's, I'm seeing. Now that I'm looking at all the hats everyone was wearing, Megan's is the outlier. The beret. The beret. I want a little Megan beret. Um... I don't know. I guess I would give it to the queen, though. What would you say? I would give it to the queen also. Also, like, Liam Payne wearing this the Black Poet Society outfit seems kind of inappropriate, no? Shouldn't he be dressed in, like, a suit or something? Everybody, right, got an invitation with a different, like, wardrobe dress code (laughs) instruction on it. I I have no idea what his was. The the party planner of this event is the one who I feel like needs needs a stern email. Right. Um, all right. So let's talk about what else Megan had going on this week. Right. She was also kidnapped, which there are so many layers to the story. But Josh, I didn't realize that they did this to prepare royals for potential terrorist situations. Per the Metro, Meghan Markle has been kidnapped by the Special Air Service in her latest test ahead of joining the royal family. Prince Harry's fiance spent two days in Herefordshire with the SAS, where she was prepared for the possibility of a terrorist attack or kidnapped attempt. So this was a two-day affair? Jeez. Two-day affair. The training included live gunfire to ensure it was as realistic as possible. 
Her husband-to-be accompanied her on the trip, which one SAS officer claimed would, quote, frighten the life out of anyone, he told the Daily Express. Even though Megan will have known the enemy was not real, I guarantee that she will have been petrified. Can you imagine if your job, like you were paid to scare the hell out of Meghan Markle? He goes on, that's why live ammo is used, so she knows what real gunfire sounds like, should, God forbid, she ever be in a hostile situation. Miss Markle would have been taught about how to deal with kidnappers, how to form a relationship with them, and even be given survival tips if she was somehow to escape and I guess live on her own, like forage in the forest until she found her way back to the palace. I know, Princess Diana underwent similar training before she married Charles due to the threat posed at the time by the IRA. Even having her hair set alight by mistake by a flashbang grenade, what? Kate Middleton did not have to undertake the SAS training before marrying Prince William as the terror threat level was lower at the time. Josh, I am screen grabbing Josh's face. Wait, what? I'm so, there's that last paragraph was wild. First of all, I did not know about this Diana hair, hair flame fiasco. situation. I hope like 15 people got fired for that. I mean, that's insane. I, I feel like there should be like an HBO docu-series just about that mess up. And How then have we never heard about yeah, this? Yeah, like that should, I feel like that should be talked about all the time. Someone accidentally like set her hair on fire. And then I think it's so weird that Kate didn't have to go through this because the threat level was lower. And Kate's right. more, Kate's closer to the direct line to the throne obviously than megan i don't know enough about how this works like does beyonce go through stuff like this like is this a common um practice for high profile figures it seems so intense and it's real i feel like this would be terrifying i don't think i could get through that two days of like highly realistic gunfire like i guess i'm a little surprised at how intense the training is. But I also feel like Megan is uniquely suited. Like she just gets into actress mode mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. does exactly what she thinks is necessary. Like she treats this as though it's like method training for some sort of Liam Neeson thriller. Completely. And like, I again, again, I'm going back to the binders, but I feel she treats this also studiously that I bet she was taking notes the whole time asking follow-up questions like can you repeat that and like putting it into her phone you know i feel like she got over she got she gets very very intensely involved and invested in these things you can see that even just at her appearances this sounds really intense and i can't believe she had to do this in the midst of everything else she has going on right now i know but i also wanted to know more details it's curious to me that this sas officer was able to like speak oh right that that was actually my other note before we got distracted by the whole diana hair thing i felt surprised that this guy's talking to the press as though he's like samantha markle or something (laughs) like why why is this officer giving this much information is he trying to get like a book deal i just don't even understand right and kind of boasting about the hell he put Meghan markle through (laughs) i know it's a little strange you know i just feel like the way he his quotes have this weird tone to them you know i guarantee that she will have been petrified like thanks um i just i don't know how i feel about him i also feel like it's interesting we never really know right because the palace never comments on anything you know how much to even believe this officer right right and i just am still my mind is blown by the possibility that they really thought there was such a 
potential that Meghan Markle might be kidnapped? I don't know. I guess I, I guess I could see the where I don't know. I think, let's hope nothing like this ever happens. Right. True. True. Let's talk about her baptism too. God, Meghan had the week. The highs and lows. I know. Really. From from being fake kidnapped over a two day period in isolation to get switching your religion. Um, so she is now a fully-fledged member of the Church of England after she was baptized and confirmed in a secret ceremony. Um, and it was a 45-minute service on Tuesday evening. She had Harry by her side. Charles was there, as was Camilla. And holy water from the River Jordan was poured on Markle's head, which seems a little excessive, as Julie... This is a little, as the kids call it, extra. <laughs> Um, but it's kind of a could be seen as a romantic gesture because she did not have to convert to the Church of England, as I understand right. it. Or the cynical spin would be that she was not going to pass up an opportunity to be on stage in the limelight. True. She, I guess, said she would be doing it when she got engaged. And it's seen as a mark of respect to Queen Elizabeth as the head of the Church of England. But it is kind of funny that the queen didn't even show up to the baptism which i thought was so weird and kate and william didn't show up right which i kind of love that they checked no on those in evites they were just like no thanks i guess the queen or i don't know is, is this one of these things where kate doesn't show up in an attempt to not um steal the thunder i sort of feel like it isn't um <laughs> i do find this whole thing so bizarre though that it happens in secret it feels very um i don't know there, there's a lot to me that goes on that i've sort of i guess i understand but it seems like this is all there's a lot of ceremony to all of this that seems a little unnecessary good for her she wants to show solidarity with her husband in all respects i do love that in case there was any doubt that she was committed to this she also has begun wearing an accessory Oh, right. The, the bracelet, to, right? To mark the baptism. Um, during her visit, her latest visit to Birmingham with Prince Harry on Thursday, she appeared to be wearing a new and possibly bespoke diamond cross bracelet that is believed to represent her recent confirmation. Well, you know, I guess we got a nice party favor out of the whole thing. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really don't know what to make. It's all, she's really going all in, which I guess I understand. But I, there was a part of me that was kind of hoping, um, and maybe she still will. I, I want her to, I feel like we've talked about this before. I want her to kind of keep her, I don't know, sense of identity or something. It really feels like she's right. getting swept up into this whole machine. I did read a Daily Mail article, which of course, like, tub of salt at the ready that said that Megan really missed being able to connect with her fans over social media. Which I believe it. I believe it too. I'm sure she she likes and you can see it all these appearances when she ends up talking to there was that girl last week, the ten year old who wants to be an actress. Right. In this way on their way uh their way into church today on Commonwealth Day, she like stopped and talked to all the school kids, said hi I'm Megan. Hi I'm Megan our mantra um all right and so we have some really interesting listener intel that i'm very excited to share 
We have a fantastic bit of intel from one of our listeners, Ella Shoup, whose mother was on a plane with a well-known writer-reporter who has royal connections. Ella's mom, Pulitzer Prize, on-the-ground journalist that she is, asked this editor-reporter all the questions we would have asked, and she got some interesting intel, which Ella passed along. According to this editor, people inside the royal family in that palace circle are worried about Meghan. They say because she's an actress and so poised, it's hard to know the real her. And apparently, Harry isn't the sharpest of knives. And then the kicker, I thought, was very surprised. So that that was surprise, you know, interesting to me that people are worried because they say it's hard to know the real her, which I agree. But then the kicker is that this editor said, and apparently Harry isn't the sharpest of knives, which, damn, I'm going to start using that. Right. But I just, Ella, thank you so much. Yeah, for this, this is amazing. Thank you for recruiting your mom in this mission. I love her enthusiasm. This was. So, Julie, does this fall in line with, I feel like this falls not necessarily the Harry part, because I feel like we haven't talked much about his sharpness or lack thereof, but. I feel as though we've all, this is like our main theme of the podcast. So I guess it does fall in line. Does it, it seems like aligned with what we think, right? Right. Well, this is like our mission statement. But I have to say, like, if, if your brother Brett or my brother Jack brought home a girl who starred on like a USA Network show, I think we would all kind of question her, her intentions, right? An actress. Yeah, I think it's hard. I've talked to some people and for various things I've written about Megan, like royal experts and royal watchers, and many of them have said to me that, it actually seems somewhat split, but some have said to me they think the fact that she's an actress helps her because actresses are by their nature good at, you know, appearing a certain way, making it seem like they're comfortable playing the role. But then others have said exactly what I guess this editor is saying, which is that it's also make it adds this layer of um, almost performance to the whole thing that can be sort of alienating. I don't know. It is really hard to, I would agree. I totally agree here. She's so poised that it's hard to know the real her. Right? And, and in Spot a way, on. in a way, I think the fact that she doesn't have her Instagram now, doesn't have her channels, and that all we're getting are these kind of photographs and these little glimpses when she makes appearances add that layer of making it difficult to understand what she's like thinking and doing. Right. And for those first few appearances, she tried to hold on to Megan with her style, but even that, they're kind of scrubbing, mm-hmm. scrubbing that And out. I'm curious how she feels about the fact that Princess Eugenie is now on Instagram. And I, at first I thought it was going to be used very sort of professionally, like that it was just going to be sort of about her official events, but she's been doing some fun ones. I don't know if you've been following her. Um, no, I need to right now. Yeah, she did a fun TBT of Fergie, her mom. Then she did one of her and her fiancé that was like, oh, he must have said something funny because she's laughing. Like, they're cute posts. And so now I'm, I feel like Megan's probably thinking, like, why did I have to delete? Or do you think maybe she'll be able to revive her Instagram? I don't know. I feel like this is just one of the the downsides of being a top royal. Yeah, but it's funny that Eugenie was like, all right, she deleted hers. <laughs> I'm not, I'm going to get mine fired up. Um, anyway, I just love this isn't the sharpest of knives. I feel like you and me need that on like a t-shirt or something for all to describe all of our various enemies. We really do. Oh, man. Speaking of knives, though. 
This is a fun, kind of unexpected gossip item about Angelina Jolie. And I love it when she just pops up randomly as she did this morning in Josh's Twitter feed. I love the running undercurrent we have on this podcast. I feel like once a month at least, we dip into an Angelina Jolie unexpected appearance. And it's always at a Target or an amusement park or somewhere extremely pedestrian that you would never expect Angelina Jolie, which maybe thematically is a sign that she's trying working on trying to trying to change up her image or something. Cause it seems like that's what she's getting the most press for these days, right? Right. Who can forget that iconic trip to Target, Target. when the family left after realizing they did not serve Target serve hot dogs at that location. But you have a very personal connection to this anecdote, so I feel like you should explain. I do. On Sunday, Angie took two of her kids to Urban Outfitters, and not just any Urban Outfitters. It was the Urban Outfitters in Studio City, which is less than five miles from my home. This is my preferred kind of shopping area because it's in the valley. You can The valley essentially means for me, you can go wearing leisure wear. It's okay. Park- like you're not going to see anyone of import. Right. Parking is available. Um, plentiful even. Um, and so there's a Twitter user, Simon Curis, Curtis even, Curtis, who published a live account of the shopping trip. He ran into Angie inside the Urban Outfitters and was actually about to approach her before realizing who it was. Josh, do you want to re- read yeah, these quotes? Yeah, I love so Simon, uh, a f- Twitter friend of mine, he wrote was about he was about was about to compliment this woman's perfect complexion at Urban just now, and then pivoted last second upon realizing it was Angelina Jolie. At first, I thought this was some sort of setup for a joke or something, but then he follows up because people were writing to him asking for details. He said, "I really wanted to know that skin regimen, though." And then when someone asked for more information, you know, like trying to figure out if this was real, he said, she's with two of her kids and a bodyguard. I literally almost talked to her until my realization stunned me away like a force field. And then following up, he said, in in Studio City, no less. So I definitely kind of, I like that she doesn't have to, I'm kind of confused, but I also like that they don't shut down the Urban Outfitters for her. So she just goes in with her bodyguard and kids and people can just be shopping amongst them. I find that kind of wild. I love it. So of course, the Daily Mail has photos of this entire shopping trip and she did not just hit the Urban Outfitters. Although, what do you think they even looked at in Urban Outfitters? I could see her kids, the style of her kids in terms of their clothing feels very Urban Outfitters to me. And I feel like her kids are at that, or the older ones at least, are in that Urban Outfitters age. I remember when I was like a teenager, we loved meeting at Urban. Was that a thing for you, too? I think it was a thing. Did Pittsburgh have an Urban Outfitters scene? Yeah, I mean, I have I was there just this past December getting, they have really good gifts for like a white elephant gift exchange. Yes, I know that's so true. I would always go there if I had to buy some sort of odd knickknack or silly book or something. Right. Wait, but so, the, so they had the other stops on their trip, though, right? Other stops on the trips, and I cannot relay to you the joy that was seeing these photos of them outside like my local Starbucks they also hit the paper source, which I totally understand. What's that? It's like a cute little greeting card store. They also have like wrapping paper and cute little gifting like candles and things. It's it's an A plus stop. It's where I try to get all of my uh, like birthday cards and things. Really good stop. And they appear to have purchased something there because they're all holding bags. 
Then they hit the Starbucks, and I love that they make Angelina Jolie carry their, like, beverage holder, which looks to have, I think, four iced lemonades. Mm-hmm. And, Josh, if you look at the attached photo <laughs> oh, yeah. in the script, Zahara is essentially wearing what I would wear on this trip. She's wearing the shopping trip in Studio City. She's wearing black sweatpants and black sneakers and a black hoodie. That is totally Studio City appropriate. I love it, Angelina Jolie, even to like on a dumpy shopping trip. That was my biggest takeaway. She looks like a glam movie star, even in this kind of Urban Outfitters trip. Right. She looks like she's about to do press for some documentary. She's wearing, of course, a camel wrap coat, something Meghan Markle might wear, along with like these um, kind of aviators or what? Like aviator sunglasses and these suede, like four inch heel boots. It's incredible. It's a lot. It's a lot happening. I love it, but it's such a funny contrast. Also, is this Shiloh here? Is this Vivian? I'm not sure which other kid this is. It's Vivian. Um, Shiloh's Shiloh's uh, a little older. The only other celebrity, for those wondering, I've ever seen at the Starbucks location is William H. Macy. And he was more than happy to pose for photos (laughs) with people online. With your understanding of the neighborhood and area, would she... Would, would she stand do you think everyone was aware that she was there was this the kind of thing where people are expecting to see celebrities or is it do you think it was a shock i think it seems like it was shocking i think it was shocking but i think it was shocking but most people probably played it cool as soon as we finish recording i'm tempted just to drive to studio city right now and like interview i want you to do some reporting i know i want you to do some reporting of the people who work at the urban and the Starbucks. Right. i want to know what they bought what they did in there if anyone bothered them etc i wish you had been there so badly when this happened i know well now like you know how i'm going to spend every sunday doing the paper source starbucks urban loop just go from one to the next I know, there's a great gap across the street, Banana Republic, Chipotle, if they were hungry. I think you need to send Angelina some tips for the area. Like, girl, if you want to get like a good smoothie after you're done with the errands. <laughs> I could see you doing that. If you had been there when you saw them, what would you, would you have approached or would you have, what would you have done? I would have gone Francis McDormand stalker on them and just like tweeted out everything like your friend on Twitter, probably. Yeah. I love that he was going to talk to her, not because he knew it was Angelina Jolie, but just because he thought this woman had amazing skin. That's so good. And also, like, there, I can guarantee you that there was no one else dressed in that Urban Outfitters like Angie was. Everyone is dressed in that Urban Outfitters like Sahara. So, like, that alone would kind of tip anyone off that this was just not your... Your normal shopper Our average patron if completely. i if i ran into angie and starbucks though i think i would suggest something like maybe you should try this drink josh what would you have done if you had ran into them i think i actually would have had a similar reaction to simon that the force of angelina would have like <laughs> bounced me back she doesn't feel to me like the approachable if it had been jennifer lawrence or someone who has that kind of approachable air to them i think i might have tried to say something yeah but I feel like Angelina just, it's almost like she doesn't exist. She doesn't see anyone other, like, other than her, you know what I mean? Family. True. I feel like she, you wouldn't register on her radar. Right. It's true. Well, that pretty much does our subjects, but I want to close by noting that Josh is, f- f- where are you going tonight, Josh? Uh, well, I'm going on a family vacation to 
um, Carmel, California, where, as I understand it, at least some of Big Little Lies is filmed. And I am very curious to scope out the scene there. And as luck would have it, they are, shout out to one of our fans who sent us this, they are going to be doing looking for some extras in Monterey. And there's an open audition taking place on March 17th at Monterey Bay, which I don't think is where, it's not where I'm staying, but it's close enough that I'll figure out a way to get there. Gosh. So you know I'm going to this. Right. I feel like you should take your mom too. Yeah, well, I'm going to take my mom. We're going to go to the open audition. It takes place from Mar- on March 17th from 10 to 4 at the Embassy Seats Monterey in Seaside. Wow, and this is amazing. The casting call announcement was put out asking for both male and female actors of all shapes, sizes, and ethnicities over the age of six <laughs> to work as a non-union background extra. Great. Great. Perfect. But what does that mean? I have to stay in the area until they film? You will make it work. Whatever. That's fine. Work, work will understand. Oh my gosh. Wait, Julie, you're gonna have to help me with this. Those attending the March 17th casting call are asked to bring a current three by five size photo of themselves, a pen and a great attitude. I have none of those things. Did Laura Dern put this together? I, I, I only have the pen of those three things. Um, those hired will earn $96 for eight hours. Wait, is that a good rate? I feel like it's not that great. $96 for the eight hours total and it can't be $96 per hour I just want to compare your extra rate to what Reese and Nicole are getting for the season with overtime pay beyond that and you know I'll be getting overtime pay because I will not be leaving the set (laughs) this sounds like a new I'm like going to take this gig if I get it if anyone has any suggestions on what Josh should wear or you know what Josh should prepare like as a monologue going into this audition please let us know if you have any insider information on this casting session if you are casting it yourself if you can give me any tips please do so otherwise I will happily take any thoughts on what 3 by 5 size photo I should use or how to get into a great attitude by Saturday. <laughs> um, and then hopefully I'll donate that $96 back to all the people that helped me. I really want to be, can you imagine if I was an extra on Big Little Lies? I have to go, this right? This is like jury duty, but important. I'm going to make Julie drive up from LA. I know, I kind of want to do it. Come to the audition with me. Have you ever, do you know much about how extra auditions work? I mean, you don't speak, right? So it's just your look? Because that's what they go off of? I'm going to do some full background research before I head into this casting. What would Megan do? Megan would figure out a way to turn the extra part into like a five-episode arc. <laughs> Beret and messy hair and all. That does it for this week's Megan palooza e episode of In the Limelight. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please send along those big little eyes tips. I desperately need them. Yes. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelights. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. I am at Jay Duboff on Twitter and Instagram. We also have an Instagram of a uh, friend of the podcast, In the Limelight Pod. This episode was edited and produced by Danielle Roth. Thank you so much for joining us. We will talk to you next week. I'll have the full story of my audition. Success <laughs> story. That. Yeah. Until then, no bad, no bad energy. energy.